for tuning in to the 113th episode of Barbershop Sports Talk with me, your host, Daryl D-Land, as always, on this Saturday morning, listening via WJCU in the morning. You can also check the podcast out, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio. We're on every uh, streaming platform that you can think of, right? Uh, podcast addicts, all of it. Now, hope everybody had a great Christmas. Uh, so did I. I. I had a very good Christmas. I enjoyed myself. Got to sit down with the fam, eat some dinner, watch some NBA basketball, which is what we all love about Christmas. And you want to know what my biggest takeaway, by the way, we're going to have Scotty Johnson on the show to talk some uh, NBA basketball. Going to get Scotty's take on uh, Houston losing to Golden State, uh, Lakers Clippers, uh, the game, the game of the year now in the NBA, and I'm uh, much, much more going to talk a lot of NBA with Scotty. But my biggest takeaway from the Christmas Day games, right? Um, the Bucks, and it's really funny, right? In sports, uh, Bucks 76ers. My biggest takeaway, Giannis. If Giannis doesn't play well, the Bucks don't win. Now, let me read these stats for you. Giannis, 8-17 from the field, 0-7 from three, 18 points. They get demolished by Philadelphia. Joel Embiid looks like the best player on the court. The Bucks can't win a playoff series if Giannis isn't the best player on the court. That is a lot of pressure. You know what that reminds me of? And I said this prior, uh, last podcast actually, episode 112. It reminds me of LeBron James' first go-around in Cleveland, and I've been hammering this home. That's what this Bucks team's reminding me of. That's what this year's Milwaukee Bucks remind me of. LeBron James, when he was in Cleveland, his first go-around. Right? Brooke Lopez is Shaq, Mo Williams is Eric Bledsoe, and Antoine Jameson is Chris Middleton. And the Bucks all have better, better versions of all those players, and they're a more talented team than that Cavs team. But the same thing uh, remains. Superstar talent, superstar freak athletic talent, a bunch of mid-level guys. Chris Middleton's kind of all-star-ish, 18 to 20 a game. But you can't win a championship like that. You can't. Now, think about this. Giannis isn't good enough to carry this team, right? And people will be like, oh, Giannis is the best player in the NBA. No, Giannis is the best player in the NBA. We saw the best, the two best players in the NBA going at it uh, around 8 o'clock at night. Uh, LeBron James and Kawhi Leonard. Those are the two best players on the planet Earth. Not Giannis Antetokounmpo, even though Giannis Antetokounmpo was third, in my opinion. You want to know what LeBron did in 2017 when he had that awful Cavs roster, J.R. Smith and a bag of chips? He averaged 34 points, 9 rebounds, 9 assists, shot about 50% from the field, and drugged that team to the finals. Do you think Giannis can do that? No, Giannis can't do that. Giannis is not as good as LeBron James was in 2018 when he did that. He is not. So the Bucks. <laughs> there's, there's another word that I can say that ends with a K that I could say to describe what that means for them. But they're screwed. And people will be like, oh my God, Giannis isn't that type of player. Giannis would never leave because that's the end game I'm getting at. Oh, really? You don't think Giannis would leave? Let me read you some quotes. On July 16th, 2010, you know what Kevin Durant said? Now everybody want to play for the Heat and the Lakers. Let's go back to being competitive and going at these peoples. <laughs> Kevin Durant said that. You want to know where Kevin Durant went? Golden State Warriors to play with Steph Curry, Draymond Green, and Klay Thompson. Yeah. ESPN report. Trevor Rees asked LeBron James if he would be in Cleveland after next season. The source said, and LeBron James responded to Trevor, I'll be there, of course. I'll be there. Chris Broussard reported this in 2009. We know what happened in 2010 
the decision. A moment that opened up the decade and created player empowerment. You leave bad and awful and sucky situations. Oh, now let's look at this. This one really gets the cake. Struggles by the New Orleans Pelicans this season won't affect Anthony Davis's long-term commitment to the franchise. Davis said Thursday, Look, I'm here. If I was thinking about leaving, I'd never resign last summer. I'm here to stay. Davis told ESPN Radio's Meet the All-Star Show that will air Saturday. This happened in 2017, right? We know where Anthony Davis is now in L.A. with LeBron. And Anthony Davis had a very ugly um, end to his New Orleans Pelicans career and tenure when the fans were booing him and he's like, that's all, folks, at the end. Giannis right now might be okay with being in Milwaukee. But best believe, when Giannis sees guys like LeBron winning, Kawhi winning, Luka Doncic winning, all those guys that have a second star, Kristaps Porzingis, Anthony Davis, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard was not going to go to the Clippers. He was going to go to the Lakers. And you know what he told the Clippers? If you want me, go trade for freaking Paul George. You need a second star. The Bucks don't have that. Even Joel Embiid has Ben Simmons. You need a second starter. When LeBron James, he needed Dwayne Wade. He needed Kyrie Irving. You need that second guy. Watch out, Milwaukee. Watch out, NBA fans. I know you all love Giannis now, but guess what? At one point, we all loved LeBron. You guys all loved LeBron. You guys all loved Kevin Durant. And now you all hate him. Giannis will be in that line very soon. Now, Lamar Jackson, Mark Ingram, Earl Thomas, among Ravens stars, resting for Week 17. Now, I have a huge problem with this, and there's a couple reasons why I have a problem with this. First of all, I think one of the most underrated things in sports, and I've mentioned this too, is peaking. Being able to play at your highest level at the time where it calls, right? And there's also another thing when it comes to peaking. When you've reached a certain level, right, you have officially peaked. You want to stay at that level. You don't want to go down. You want to stay, right? You keep going up, going up, ascending, and you want to stay there for the stretch run. This is the stretch run. Last week of the NFL season, week 17. Why are you benching Lamar Jackson? I know you can say rest, uh, fact that he can get injured, but here's a newsflash for you. He's a running quarterback. Law of averages, Lamar will eventually get hurt and or dinged up. It will happen. Whether it's this game, the playoff game, the Super Bowl, or next year or 10 years from now, it will eventually happen. Gotta let Lamar play his game. You have to. You have to let him play his game. The Ravens are going to have a bye. So that is one, that is two weeks, two weeks where he's not going to be able to play. I think that is a disservice to Lamar. And I think the Ravens are going to be rusty when they play in the divisional round. And if they play a team like the Texans, I think that could end up being problems. Or the Chiefs or the Bills, whoever they play, who wins uh, the wild card weekend. And it actually makes me right now want to pick the Ravens to lose in the divisional round. And if you really want to rest Lamar, have him play for the first half and then let him rest. But it's not good to miss football for that long of a time. Let me use this example right in wrestling and uh, NCAA Division I college wrestling. You can be undefeated going into your conference tournament, right? Your conference tournament. And you can basically wrestle for 10 seconds of a match in default and you can still get into the tournament via a wild card. But you want to know why a lot of wrestlers don't do that? You want to know why? Because there's something about wrestling, you know, getting that feel, continuing to do it, even though you're successful, even though you could get hurt. And the biggest thing is to get to NCAAs, the final tournament, right? To get to the playoffs, the Super Bowl, your final event. Something about peaking, still competing. Also, the fans. You're still going to charge tickets. <laughs> you're still going to charge tickets, right? Bad move by the Ravens. I don't agree with it. And it kind of concerns me now. Now, cut them next. After the break on Barbershop Sports Talk, we're going to have my brother, Scotty Johnson on the show. Going to talk Lakers Clippers with Scotty. Going to talk the Rockets getting dumb, losing to the Clippers in embarrassing fashion. 
Who is Scotty's best player in the NBA? And me and Scotty are going to talk about this because a lot of people have been telling me Luka Doncic is a top five player. I'm going to get Scotty's opinion on that too. Cut him next after the break on Barbershop Sports Talk. Oh, we're back with Barbershop Sports Talk, and we have my brother, Scotty Johnson, with us. How you doing, Scotty? I'm good, bro. Happy holidays. Happy holidays to you, too, Scotty. Now, Scotty, tell me, how, how was your Christmas? What did you do? Well, woke up in the morning. Well, technically, we kind of spent Christmas differently with my family this year. We opened up our gifts at uh, 12 o'clock the night before, which was technically Christmas Eve, but it was technically Christmas, but it was kind of Christmas Eve because my sister had, I live with my sister and her kids, and she had to work in the morning, so we opened up the gifts that night, and then we went to my grandmother's house for brunch, instead of having the big family dinner, my grandmother went to have brunch, so we went to her house for brunch, and we made like breakfast foods, like pancakes, waffles, bacon, sausage, eggs, breakfast potatoes, and then we made cookies. And then we went over to my big cousin's house for um, the dinner, which we had greens, ham, turkey, mac and cheese, and, you know, all the good stuff. Other than that, I basically just spent it with my family all day for real. How you spend yours? Was yours good? Uh, yeah, we just stayed in the house. Uh, my grandma came over, uh, a couple aunts came over, uh, had dinner, watched some basketball. That's about it. It wasn't too extravagant. Great to hear, great to hear. That's why I love to hear, man. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Now, 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 Scott, I do have to ask you this. Now, do you still get presents? Do I still get presents? Yes. Um, yes, I do. Now, now, how many do you I, get? That, that number, it changes every year. <laughs> I don't get that much. I don't really ask for much, really. I don't really ask anything. People just, you know, they just give me stuff. Okay, Scott. Scotty, I live in a world now where my grandpa comes, my grandpa gives me $500, my grandma gives me $5, my other grandma gives me 50 and everybody's just, that. that's all I get, and like, okay, go back to school. That's the type of world I live in now, Scotty. I mean, that's, that's not, not bad, guess. <laughs> I, I agree. Hey, I wish when I was younger they just would have gave me money and then I could have bought my own gifts. Well, well now you're older and you need the money for your responsibilities. <laughs> That's true. I know what I'm going to use. I already know what I'm going to use the money on, but uh, we don't need to talk about that here. Uh, so, Scotty. Yes. Giannis plays bad on national TV Christmas. LeBron James does not play well national TV Christmas. Anthony Davis, not spectacular national TV day Christmas. Kawhi Leonard, 37 points, balls out on Christmas. Is Kawhi Leonard the best player in the NBA? I mean, you can, um, you can say that. I mean, you can argue it. I would say, I say, I say nah, nah. You still get that title between LeBron or um, Giannis, but I will I will say I will say it's arguable. I will say it's arguable. The only reason why I say no is because Kawhi yet to play a full like he's yet to play like a I guess you could say a full season, or at least like to show to prove that you know to play a full season and win a championship to prove that you know he can play a um, healthy regular season play a healthy postseason and win the title. You know, he's yet to prove that. Last season was the first season he really, like, kind of proved it, but to be the best, you got to do it. You know what I'm saying? You got to be consistent. And I think Kawhi's definitely up there, but I would I would still go with Giannis, LeBron, or maybe even James Harden. But I do like Kawhi's game. I do like, he's one that I will say out of all the four I named, he's one of the ones I like to watch the most of. I like his play style. Scotty, here's what I, here's what I would say, right? 
do or die game. If you could pick any of those guys, who are you picking? I'll probably go with Giannis. Really, Giannis? Why? Why Giannis over Kawhi? I'll go with Giannis because of the engine, the motor, the energy, the lift, the size, the leadership, athleticism, all of that. I just felt like this was just one bad game. He just had one bad game out of, what, 20, 25? So you can't just go, you know, just go bad off one game. He's going to bounce back eventually. He might win. The, he's on pace to win the MVP again. So I think he does that. But I'm definitely picking Giannis because of the size and what he brings. I just feel like he has a lot to bring to the table. Kawhi, if I had to pick Kawhi, it's like I don't know. His his body is not his his body is not as what's the word? I don't want to say not as fragile as the others, but it's like not as durable. Not up to par like with the others, it's his body type. You know what I mean? So I would I would definitely go with Giannis if I had to choose out of the four names. Now, when you really look at the Lakers and, and the Lakers the Clippers game, and I, I first of all I want your thoughts. What were your thoughts of the game overall, Scotty? Wow, I mean, I went with the Clippers, so, you know, yay, I got the, you know, prediction, right, went with the Clippers, I was a little bit shaky at first, because they started off slow, but it basically went how the first game went, the Lakers were up, they came up strong, came out aggressive, came out ready to play, but then after that, after the, that first half, when the second half started, it turned into a different ball game, so, you know, Kawhi turned up. And then you see the Clippers, I always tell, I've been telling people this, the Clippers are the biggest threat to the Lakers, even with the Lakers' size, because of how the way they play defense. The Clippers weren't knocking down shots like they do when they get hot. But what keeps them in the game is their defense, because they have elite defenders, perimeter and pokes, and they can go small. So, you know, like, their team, they can match up basically with anybody in the league, so... As the game as a whole, I mean, to me, it was a good game. AD and LeBron kind of shocked me because I thought they were, I didn't expect them to have, you know, like the games they did. They didn't have, you know, games up to their standards, good games up to their standards. They still scored 20-some points, but it's not, it's, it was how the way they scored the 20 points is what made it, you know, what made them bad. But I'm just glad the Clippers got the dub, really, and Kawhi led the way. Now, here's my concern about the Lakers, too, and about the Clippers, especially in a seven-game series, right? Uh, Anthony Davis has never accomplished anything in the playoffs. LeBron James, you can argue with LeBron whether he's clutch or not, but, you know, LeBron. I wouldn't say LeBron's necessarily the greatest one-on-one scorer at the end of the game. Uh, also, he's also shooting horrible from the free-throw line, so that's never a good thing also. Frank Vogel's not an elite coach. While on the Clippers' side, you have Kawhi Leonard, who I, I can make an argument, Kawhi Leonard's the guy you want to have the ball at the end of the game out of any player in the NBA right now. Uh, you have Paul George who's made deep playoff runs. You have Patrick Beverly who's made deep playoff runs. You have Lou Williams who's one of the best one-on-one -on -one guys in the NBA. And you have Doc Rivers who's a championship coach. And it, it kind of happened again. The Clippers come back against the Lakers that they have the big lead and the Lakers kind of give the game away. Would you not be concerned? Are you not concerned about the Lakers' play in the second half against the Clippers? Um, not, not too concerned because I do think the Lakers and I do think they're a squad. Like no, like real is real. I do think that their their team can they can still make it to the they can still have, they still got a shot to beat the Clippers because of the size. So am I concerned? No, because this is still the regular season. I do think that like yeah, I feel like the Clippers got. I, I don't really. I feel like the Lakers got more experience, though. I do. I do. I do think that. I feel like the Clippers just got the more, the, the better coach. If that makes sense. And Doc Rivers, you're right. Frank Vogel is not an elite coach, but he made he playoff runs too. Like when he was in the Eastern Conference with Paul, you know, coaching Paul George in Indiana Pacers. And then you know, they don't have a Will, but they have a Rajon Rondo. They don't have a a PG, but they had an eight, but they have an AD. So it's kind of it's kind of a toss up. But I, I but I with LeBron on the team and AD and with the 
depth that they have, I'm I'm not too concerned. They just they just lost they just lost it. That's it. I don't think in the playoffs though it will be different. It will be different. I don't think they're gonna lose the games like how the way they're losing now. I have a question, Scotty, and I've heard people mention this, right? And I was talking to my dad about this yesterday. LeBron playing point guard, you know, it can be a blessing and a curse. Because, you know, I've heard people talk to, right? LeBron can be at his best. Like, let's say if LeBron was a small forward, who, who just let, let him play small forward and let him get on the low block and let him score 30 a night, right? I think LeBron would be great at that. But instead, him bringing the ball up court, it's not like he's never... He's always done that in his career. But when he's the point guard, right, he has to get everybody involved. I feel like that naturally makes him even less aggressive than he already is. And I think the Lakers are not as good when that happens. I think you want LeBron James attacking more. Am I wrong about that? Uh, I'll probably disagree with the it makes him less aggressive. But I do think, I, I used to have this debate with my um, older cousin and stuff about him being either picking and choosing, like, whether to be a distributor or to be just a, you know, an all-out scorer. I do, I do agree that if LeBron just could find one role or two roles and just stick to those two roles, he will, he, he, it would, benefit, it would benefit versus to being a, a gift and a curse. It wouldn't be either. I feel like it'd be more just of a benefit versus to, because when you look at the history, I mean, just look at, just look at around. You look at a team like the Bucks. They got a Giannis, right? Giannis does everything, everything for them. Score, rebound, play defense, distribute, run the offense. And when you, but when you take them out the game, who else do you have? How do you, how else do you win? Same way with LeBron. From the earlier days, even up until now, they lost their last what four? The last, the game before this when LeBron didn't even play and they still and they lost. So like that says a lot. I do, but I do I do agree with the part that if he was to just you know pick up just pick whether you want to be a a small forward that's just you know giving out thirty forty every night or you could be a swing guard. And be like, because some, because in some games and in some stats that prove that when he's running point, and he's running the offense. That's when they're at their best. So, yeah, that's that's where I'm at with it. I, I I agree with the if he just pick a role, it'll probably work best for him. But I, I just disagree with that. I think playing the point guard makes him less aggressive. Just just talk about Patrick Beverly for a minute too. That play he makes on LeBron at the end of the game with three seconds left when he taps the ball out of his hand. Just talk about how great Patrick Beverly is. I mean, tough as nails, man. He doesn't back down from anybody. He loves challenges. And that's that's a, obviously that's somebody who you want in your team. You know, that's an all-defensive player, all-defensive team player. And he's a leader. Like, you know, he's not he's not afraid to get it done. And that's what, in the playoffs, you need a, a player like that. You know what I mean? So, that's just a, a plus for the Clippers, really. Now I want to talk about the Bucks, right? So they get shellaxed by the 76ers. And my biggest takeaway from the game, Scotty, is this. As great as Giannis is, Giannis, and you can make an argument Giannis is the best player in the NBA. But And here's what I'm going to say. That game reaffirmed to me the Bucks will not win the championship. And the Bucks will not make it to the finals. Because I don't believe Giannis is good enough to carry them. And here's my reasoning. I, I don't think, for example, let's say LeBron James 2017, the year... Uh, Kyrie's gone, LeBron's last year in Cleveland. LeBron averages 34-9-9 on 50% shooting uh, and drags that awful Cavs team to the finals because LeBron was just that good and that much better than everybody else. I do not think Giannis is that good yet to where he can do that. I do not think Giannis, because this Bucks team, they have no elite players where Giannis has to play amazing every game for them to win. I do not think Giannis is that good yet. Am I wrong on that? Okay, with that one, we'll see. <laughs> but I do, I, listen, the only team that I could see beating Milwaukee in the East right now, it is probably just Philly. I just think, I really think, you know, they just caught, caught them on a bad, bad day. It was a bad, they just had a bad game. I don't think, I do think they're going to bounce back. And I think that Giannis is good enough to take his team to the finals because they almost got to the finals last season. They was up 2-0 and 
they just they just you know they ran into one man or one team you know you know how that go but I do think he's he's that he's that caliber player I do think he can he can you know carry his team to the finals this season I just think another reason why they lost that bad too is because Philly was hitting jump shots that they usually don't hit threes I'm saying not like just jump like near range I'm talking about threes so that'd be something that's something you gotta watch out for too is Philly you know what I'm saying will Philly shoot more will they shoot less will they hit will they miss you never know so on that take bro we all, we'll, we'll see <laughs> but here's here's my thing if Giannis is not dominating the paint he he's no longer the MVP and he can't dominate the paint against the 76ers they're too long and too strong and that's and that's what I'm saying. That's just one team that can that can do that to them though. Ain't the only team, probably. But in the East, that's the only team that can guard him like that. There's no other team in the East that can guard him like that. Kawhi's out the East. So Toronto doesn't have the elite defender to, you know, force him either to the baseline or force him to dribble, put the ball down and dribble to the basket and trying to dribble into like three different people. That's basically and then that's what Philly and the crazy thing about Philly Philly doesn't have to do that. They got two bigs in Jarrell Embiid and Al Horford who can just, you know, they was beating them at the rim. They weren't even, you know, double teaming them. They weren't baiting them into dribbling to traffic. They was letting them go at Embiid and Embiid was ready. So, that's why I said, man, like, only to us, only to us, I do think that because they're number one. I do, th- I, I, I do think that they, they can, they can, they can get Philly, they can get Philly a run, they can get Philly a run, because I do think they're gonna meet them in the conference finals. I think they can give them a run. Definitely, I think Giannis, I think, I think Giannis is still be dominant. He's still gonna get his buckets in the paint, and then he learning how to shoot. I remember we used to talk about this a couple of years ago, whether or not if he is gonna develop a jumper, and the man has been, he's been getting, he's been getting jump shot better every season, so. I got faith in the brother. I think I think he is, I think he is he gonna get another MVP. Hopefully with a championship. Now now Scotty, who's the second guy? Who's the second guy? You got either Chris Middleton, you know what I'm saying? You or you got Brooke Lopez. They got a nice they got a nice Brooke Lopez. Nice but Scotty, here's you know, my. Th- bad games. But but Those here's my thing. You know what I'm saying? You can't be dominant every game. Here, here's, it, it, here's my thing though. This kind of goes back to LeBron when he was in Cleveland the first go around. Scotty, you remember when when LeBron didn't play well, they lost. When LeBron didn't play well in Miami, you know what? He had Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh. When LeBron didn't play well the second go around in Cleveland, he had Kyrie Irving and Kevin Love. This is like Antoine Jameson and Mo Williams all over again, Scotty. I'm having flashbacks. Nah, 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 nah. See, the teams is see the teams is doing differently though, and then the league was different. I think Giannis might not. He maybe maybe he need a piece to win, but I do think to get to the finals this season, I don't think he needs that extra piece to get to the finals. But to win, he might need an extra. You know. Maybe another star. He might not need a superstar, but maybe another star. But I, I, but I do agree though. I was saying that last year that like how the way Boston, I mean how the way Toronto was guarding them in the playoffs last year is kind of similar to how Boston was guarding LeBron in Cleveland the first go round. How every time LeBron put the ball on the floor, he tried to take it to the rack, he had beat me at the rim by like three Celtics players, and that's what happened to Giannis last season. But it, but I was saying the difference. This season, with a team like Philly, they weren't doing that. They was letting him go at and be, and it was, like, it was, they was just playing basically one-on-one, not playing one-on-one, but it was basically just, you know, man-to-man. They weren't, like, they weren't trying to force him to go anywhere. It was just, he was getting banged up. That's it. Can Boston contend with uh, Milwaukee? See, I don't, I'm, I'm scared about Boston. I'm missy about Boston because they, they, it's the coach, it's Brad Stevens. I ain't even gonna lie, it's the coach, it's Brad Stevens. Cause he can come up with a game plan too, but they, but they, they don't have the same t- 
team neither, though. So I don't. I don't think not this season. No, I don't think this season. If they get a big, if they get a big, yeah, but they don't have a big. They could trade for one. They, I mean, they have Ennis Cantor. Mm-hmm. He's seven he's foot. They they have guys on the perimeter to guard Giannis, Tatum, and Brown. They can't. Jalen Brown on Giannis. <laughs> For a seven game series. Tatum can switch off on him. I I hope. Nah, 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 nah. I'll think I'll think I don't think Boston. It's crazy because one of my best friends think Boston is gonna come out the east this year. I go back and forth with him all the time about it because I don't know. I'm not a big fan of Boston no more. So like, I I I'm going I'm going with the three. I, I think it's either them gonna be it's gonna be him and them and Philly in the conference final. I think that Boston it's like it's like hit or miss. But I do think they're they're still title contenders though, just like Toronto. I do feel like like them teams are title contenders. I just don't think they're going to go to the finals. Now my next question for you, Scotty. Are the Rockets just not allowed to beat the Warriors? Oh my gosh, I had a ball with this one. Oh my lord. Ain't that something? And it's crazy because my dad Tony tried his best to mimic that offense and still can't beat him. <laughs> <laughs> still can't beat him, man. I, I it's crazy because I was watching that game with my mom. And he was watching he was watching James Harden knock down those threes in the first half and next thing you know. But not James Harden, but the the Rockies team just they weren't knocking down shots. And Golden State is just, you know, I think it's something like also LeBron, also Cavaliers, Toronto, has like mental, has like some type of psyche or something. Some some psychological going on there. I don't know what's going on, but you know, Golden State is like the second worst team. That's like the second worst record in the league, right? Yes, they've been awful. Except for against exactly. the Rockets on national TV. <laughs> exactly. So, as far as Houston, man, I don't know. I, to me, I never believed in Houston to be like really title contenders ever since Golden State. Ever since Golden State started their little run. People will always go, people will go to, I mean, when we Houston two years ago, when they were up 3-2, I told people, it's not over with yet. Golden State came back and won. Last year, you see what happened in that second round. Still couldn't get over the hump. I just feel like, I really feel like Houston might be one of those teams that just, or not even just Houston, like James Harden, because that's really like who got them in the position that they're in right now. I really feel like by them being in the West, it's just not they, it's just not gonna be their time. Like, I hate to say it, because you wanna see great players like that, great coaches like that, because Van Tony not a bad coach, maybe he's just a regular season coach. <laughs> but you wanna see, you eventually you wanna see that type of coach and that type of player win something, but it's just, it just happens, you know, sometimes you get players, the coaches who win, and you get the ones who don't. But that don't mean they're still not great though. But that was embarrassing. That game was embarrassing. Something that uh, Golden State did too, which is, and I wonder about a whole lot of teams should start doing this with James Harden, who's averaging like forty right now. Uh, double teaming him as soon as he gets the ball. Do you think that's a good way to stop James Harden? Really? I think the best way to stop down is to just throw different defenders at him, kind of like what you got to do with Kyrie and Steph. To get them out their rhythm, you gotta throw different defenders at them because different defenders guard them different. But they gonna, they, you know what I'm saying? You gotta hit people with different moves depending on how the way they guard you. And I think that double teaming them, and then you gotta think about it too. The teams that they had two years ago, three years ago when they had all those shooters, they still got it, but they don't. They got shooters, but it's not the same kind of shooters. Eric Gordon down, he's hurt. So you still got knockdown shooters, but you don't. So it's like, you double-team, leave people wide open. 
And now you don't want to do that because you got Tuck, P.J. Tucker, who's one of the best, you know, corner three shooters. And you got Russ, double-teaming him. It can't be his man because he's going to be gone. And Harden is not the type of player who's not going to switch up to double-team. If you see the double-team coming, he's going to try to go around it, pass, or, you know, he's going to score. He's going to toss it up. So, double-teaming him, I wouldn't do that. I would probably just, i say the best way to start them down is just throwing different defenders at them and then throwing double teams here and there. Now, Scotty, uh, I do want to ask you this, too. Uh, Russell Westbrook, 11-32, to uh, still can't shoot, right? Uh, <laughs> did they make the right decision switching him out for Chris Paul? Because Chris Paul is playing really well right now. Oklahoma City is the seventh seed right now in the West. Yeah, but Houston's a higher seed, so, yeah. But would they, would they be that seed, though, if they had Chris Paul? Yeah. I think that, yeah, they'll be in the same spot, though. So, I mean, really, like, if it's... Or maybe, yeah, or, eh, I don't know, though, because they probably wouldn't be playing the same either, because Westbrook and, I mean, not Westbrook, but Chris Paul and James Harden had a little team chemistry issue, so... Would they? Would they? Would they? I don't know. I can't say that. I think that Chris Paul probably in a better, in a better situation. So, you know, that that... I really feel like when players go into great, you know, situations that that, that can benefit us, and, uh, and I think he's in a good, in a great situation. Same with Rip. I feel like it benefited both of them. And both, you know, both teams in playoff, in the playoff hunt, so it benefited worked off of both sides. No, now, Scotty, Kawhi Leonard uh, apparently got uh, his uncle Dennis wanted a private jet. Uh, Automatic advertisements. What all this stuff that's pretty illegal uh, to ask for an NBA free agency. Do you think the Clippers gave all of that to him? Uh, not all of it, but I'm pretty damn sure they gave most of it. <laughs> no, for real, because this, this wasn't the first time I heard about this being in like a big player contract. I heard, I already heard about, like I heard stories about teams buying, you know, player houses and stuff like that. Now the whole jet thing, okay. I ain't even, yeah, that's, that's something else. And then the asking for party ownership of the team, yeah, okay, that's different. That's different. That's that's next level. That means they trying to get busy, right? As soon as he done playing. So, <laughs> nah, real is real. That means, bro, if you get party ownership as a team, as a player, that means when he retire, he gonna have, he can have a, he have a state. That means he can mess around on the team one day. And that'd be that that'd be something crazy. That that'd be something revolutionary, you know. That's a black man from Compton. So oh, that, oh, 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 they're plotting a takeover, Scotty. Kawhi and Uncle Dennis, they <laughs> Yeah, that is that's what I was and then it's the Clippers. That'd that that'd be some like changing that'd be changed, like world changer, right? So I mean, was it too much? I can't say that because hey, this business. And then you go, you know, you go and negotiate what you feel like is right, and you'll get what you want out of the deal. Nah, I, I, I do think they compensated for some, not all of it, though. Now, Scotty. Everybody that I talk to, all my friends, they all tell me that Luka Doncic is better than James Harden and that Luka is already a top five player. I disagree with that. I, I think Luka is not a top five player. I have him just outside my top five, actually, to be specific. But do you think Luka is a top five player and is he better than James Harden? I'm mad I can't cuss on here, but no, he's not. He's not. He's not. He's not better than James Harden and he's not a top five player right now. On his way to be a top five player... Yes, has the potential to be better than James Harden one day? Maybe. But right now, no way. What what Rob Parker say? No way, no how. Well, no. because, and Scott, because here's what I was thinking. I was saying, he's not better than Kawhi, right? Not better than Kawhi. He's not better than LeBron. Not better than AD. Yep, AD, that's three. He's not better than Giannis. He's not better than Harden. We just established that. That th those are five guys right there. Is he better than Joel Embiid? I don't think so. No. And then we're not even counting Steph because he's hurt. Yeah, or KD. <laughs> or KD, right? Or Kyrie. 
Arguably. Is I mean, is he better than Kyrie? Is no. Okay, so that's six. That's almost ten players. Almost ten players. Seven, eight. I believe we're at nine. Is he better than is is he better than Paul George? No. Okay, Scotty, that's ten. See, Scotty, I was being I, I was being a little bit generous, Scotty. Scotty. Now, Scotty, my last question for you, Scotty. It's New Year's. What are you doing for New Year's? Okay, now Scotty, since it is New Year, uh, since it is going to be New Year's, right? Give me your favorite basketball moment of the decade, right? It's been ten years. It's been a great ten years. Give me your favorite basketball. Give me a couple, 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 ba- couple favorite basketball moments of the decade. Okay, top um, game winning shot. When um, we know for the in the finals. Let me see. LeBron's block on Iggy also during that game. It might and man, now I think about it. <laughs> but LeBron when he uh, dunked on Jason Terry for Boston. That was my favorite. That was one of my favorite. I don't even gonna lie. That that poster was nasty. Oh, and when DeAndre Jordan dunked on uh, what's my man's name? Brandon Knight. Oh my yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was in middle school when that happened, bro. On his Wikipedia page, they put that he died, bro. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one. Um, I remember when Carmelo scored 60 when he played in New York. I don't think people remember that, but I was watching that game. He dropped 60. Because LeBron dropped 60, I think, either after that or before that. This was when he was still in Miami. And, hmm, can I go, uh, can I go different sports? Do I, do I gotta play basketball? You can do can a different sport. Sports. Yeah, you do a different sport. And the NFL, my favorite moment, some of my favorite moments. I like it, I liked it when the, um, when the Seahawks won the Super Bowl. I liked the way they won it that year. Because I was, uh, that was my sophomore year of high school. And I watched, um, I watched almost all the, the playoff football games that year. So that was like a plus for me. So I like that, you know, I like that Seahawks team year. And um, I like the year when Cam Newton won MVP. I like that, his MVP year. And when he went to the Super Bowl, because that was like one of the, then one of the first time a black quarterback was, you know, was playing good. But that was the first time I saw a black quarterback, you know, do his thing and win the MVP and be the best person on his team and be like one of the best quarterbacks in the, in the in the league that year. So that was the first time I, you know, I saw that. So I, I could say all those are my like favorite sports moments just for the decade. That I could dig up off the top right now. Thank you for coming on the show, Scotty. I appreciate it. Oh, yeah. Thanks for having me, bro. No problem. Happy holidays. Now, coming up next, after the break on Barbershop Sports Talk, I'm going to give my... NBA Christmas gifts for every star, my gift to them, and what I hope they can unlock for the year 2020. Cut them next after the break on Barbershop Sports Talk.
with Barbershop Sports Talk and once again I want to thank my brother Scotty Scotty from the City Giants for coming on the show always appreciate when Scotty comes on uh, really thought Scotty gave some interesting opinions some interesting viewpoints on his top moments from the 2010s right uh, Cam Newton first African American quarterback that we kind of saw out there in the spotlight really thought Scotty gave some interesting opinions also Scotty said it Scotty knows it and I've had a lot of friends that keep telling me about Luca. Folks, Luca is not top five. He's just not. But now, uh, this happened, right? So, Kawhi Leonard was asked uh, a couple days ago what Christmas in the Leonard household looks like, and Kawhi said, private. Y'all know I don't discuss that with you guys. And it made me go to a moment. And it made me have respect and appreciation and adulation for LeBron James, right? Because I've been called a serial LeBron hater by some people, right? <laughs> I don't know why. I love LeBron. I think LeBron's a top five player of all time, a top five player in the NBA right now, and one of the best athletes of my lifetime. Top five, actually, if we're going to do most top, top five dominant athletes of the decade. He's in the top five. And just because I don't have him number one on any of those particular categories, that means I'm a hater even though that about 1% of people end up being that good where they get to be mentioned as a top five player in the 2010s, a top five NBA player of the 2010s, being a top five player in the NBA now, being a top five player NBA in the NBA of all time. Very few players get to be mentioned in that breath, in that air, in that aroma, right? So I think I'm a LeBron James fanatic. Maybe not a fanatic, but I, I think I'm very objective, and that's what I would say. But what I appreciate about LeBron is LeBron would have answered that question. He would have been like, we do this for Bronny. You know, Savannah does her thing. My mom comes over. He would have been very uh, insightful and forthcoming about it, I feel like. And Kawhi's not like that because uh, he's a more private, quiet guy. And this is also why I love LeBron and why LeBron has kind of carried the NBA. He never shies away from questions, right? You know, he, he takes it head on. And I, and I appreciate that because at the end of the day, well, you can make an argument that's a personal question. It's for the fans. Like, the, the reporter's not asking it for his health. He's asking for the fans to disseminate information uh, from the player, the player's thoughts, uh, the player's thinking about things, and to send it to the public, right? And it's just thing. Like, what does Kawhi do on Christmas, right? Fans are short for fanatics. People care about that type of stuff. So I think that's very important to remember. Now... Also, with that, and with Kawhi kind of being like it's none of our business and giving us the cold shoulder, I thought about this. This would be a fun, interesting segment. What is Christmas like in every NBA star player's household? Here's what I thought of, right? So Kawhi Leonard, right? Kawhi Leonard's from Compton, California. Kind of grew up in desolate, uh, tough times, right? Didn't grow up with a lot and has a lot now, so I can see Kawhi being the type of guy that's like to everybody. Hey, no presents. Be thankful for what you have. We're all working at the soup kitchen. And be appreciative. I could see Kawhi being that type of guy, being very low-key on Christmas. Like, literally, like, the kids get one each. And then after that, the everybody has a simple family dinner. Then he's like, okay, we're all going out, and we're all going out in the city, and we're giving back to the community. I could see Kawhi being that type of guy. Giannis. I could see Giannis just being like, no Christmas. We're celebrating Kwanzaa. I could see Giannis totally doing that. LeBron James, I could see LeBron spoiling his kids to death. Just being like, Bronny, you get a, you, you get a Maserati. Uh, Bryce, you get a yacht. Savannah, you want two cars? That's fine, baby. Uh, Mom, <laughs> you, you want five houses, Mom? You can have five houses. LeBron just shared all the money, all the love with everybody. Everybody gets spoiled. His daughter probably has like six iPads on Christmas. I could see LeBron totally doing that. Now, what I could see Kevin Durant doing on Christmas, not talking to anybody, literally being on his phone the entire time, right? Kevin Durant being on his phone the entire time, arguing with Twitter trolls, people being like, you suck, Steph Curry's better than you, and Katie's like, no, I'm the best player in the NBA. I dropped 50 on LeBron's head. 
I was finals MVP, back-to-back NBA champion. Give me my respect. I could see Kevin Durant doing that all Christmas dinner, right? Kevin Durant's not talking to anybody. He doesn't want to be bothered by anybody. I could see Luka Doncic literally locking himself in his house, in a room, right? Not talking to any friends, any family. Everybody's wondering, where's Luka? And Luka is literally watching American movies, American uh, television shows, American sitcoms. And you can't find Luka. Like, that's all Luka's doing. Luka's watching Everybody Hates Chris, Malcolm in the Middle, uh, Everybody uh, Hates Raymond. Wasn't that a sitcom back in the day? The George Lopez Show. Nobody can find Luka, and that's what Luka's doing. I can see Luka watching Friends, and this being like, just being like, Jennifer Aniston is so hot. I, I could I could totally see Luca doing that. Kyrie Irving. I could see Kyrie literally arguing with his family the whole time and just being like, the earth is flat. I'm Duke educated. And then when his family kind of has, has enough of it, Kyrie just leaves. And then Kyrie's wandering the streets and talks to a homeless man for about five to six hours on life perspective and philosophy and just posing these different questions to him and then they have this really philosophical conversation i could totally see Kyrie doing that not being interested in watching tv hanging out with family and friends Kyrie just like man i just had the most like stimulating interesting conversation with this homeless guy i've ever had i could totally see Kyrie irving doing that on christmas and now james harden Here's what I can see from James Harden, right? You know he has his beard. I could see his mom simply being like, James, well, why, why you got to have that beard? Well, why, why don't you get a razor and her, the presence a razor? And then they're going back and forth, and it's like the dad, uh, cousins, uncles, brothers, sisters, everybody's looking like, look at James and mom are going at it again. Let's not say anything. And they have this argument. She's like, you don't look presentable. And then James is like, man, it's my mystique. It's the beard. Fear the beard. And, and I could just see that being a whole thing on Christmas. And that's how I could, could see every NBA star, uh, well, what they could be doing during their Christmas, right? But also another interesting segment that we're going to have right now, too, my NBA Christmas wish list for every superstar. Now, the way we're going to do this is going to be like if I could be Santa Claus, all right? If I could give them a present, and that present could be an NBA ability, something that they could take on for this NBA season that I really want to see and I'm praying for and I'm hopeful for. We can call these Daryl Dominique Lane prayers. Daryl prayers, right? My Christmas wish for you. Now, let's start. I want Kawhi Leonard to be more bashful, arrogant, more confident, just kind of more noisy, kind of like Kobe and MJ being like after the game when they're doing the stand-up and the reporter's talking to him instead of talking about my teammates, Patrick Beverly did this, being like, I dropped 37 on LeBron James and Anthony Davis's head. Y'all know they can't stop me. They know they can't stop me. I'm the finals MVP, the reigning finals MVP. I beat LeBron James head up in a playoff series. Y'all know my name is Kawhi MF and Leonard. You know what time it is. I want Kawhi to be like that. It'll never happen, but that's my wish for Kawhi Leonard. Now, my wish for Ben Simmons. A jump shot, and not a spectacular jump shot. He doesn't need to be able to pull up from 30 like Steph Curry. He doesn't even need to be able to have the awesome offensive game of a Kevin Durant. Just be able to hit open jump shots from multiple places on the court and force people to guard you. That's my wish for Ben Simmons. It's very simple, and I hope it happens. My wish for Anthony Davis. The ability to post up and bang in the low post. Get on the low block instead of shooting all these mid-range face-up jumpers. That's what I want to see from Anthony Davis. He's a power, he's a center, not a power forward. I want to see like some toughness, some grit, you know, some grind, like Tim Duncan, not being Kevin Garnett and shooting 18, 20 footers. So that's my wish for Anthony Davis. Joel Embiid. Now, 31 points, 11 rebounds against the Milwaukee Bucks was the best player on the court on both offense and defense. I want consistency consistency from Joel. I want to see Joel dominate like that every game, every minute, every second. And that's simple, just like Ben Simmons. Please do that for me, Joel. Russell Westbrook, becoming an efficient offensive player. He doesn't have to have a super high field goal percentage right from two-point range. Just being solid from three-point range in his shooting, being a good free throw shooter, and then your two-point percentages on your field goals will... uh figure itself out. Just being an overall efficient NBA offensive player in 2020. That's what I want from Russell Westbrook. Luka Doncic. 
we always compare his uh, his game to LeBron James, right? But you know what he doesn't have? He doesn't have that LeBron James athleticism. I want Luka to jump out the gym. I want Luka to be this freak athlete. I want Luka to have this athleticism, a 50-inch vertical, and we're like, damn, he is LeBron James. Now, Giannis Antetokounmpo, he's seven foot, can bring the ball up court, can play from the perimeter. Who does that sound like? Kevin Durant. My Christmas wish for Giannis is this. Being able to shoot like Kevin Durant, being able to have the mid-range, the driving ability, the three-point range, being that complete offensive player like Kevin Durant at seven feet tall, it would be spectacular to watch. That's my Christmas wish for Giannis. Now my Christmas wish for Kevin Durant. He tore his Achilles right last time we saw him on a basketball court. I hope and I pray for a healthy recovery for Kevin Durant and he gets back to being 100% and being a unanimous top five basketball player in the world. James Harden. My Christmas wish for James Harden. A mid-range game and a post-up game. And that he's six foot seven. And that way, James Harden literally becomes the best perimeter offensive player of all time. Better than Michael Jordan, better than Kobe, better than Kevin Durant, better than LeBron James, better than Larry Bird, better than Dr. J. He becomes the GOAT. And Rondo. What I wish for Rondo, and I was, when I was watching the Lakers-Clippers game, it made me think, and it made me be like, damn, I remember how good Rondo was back in 09, 08, 2010. Turn back the clock and bring back Boston Rondo. And those are my Chris Christmas wishes, my Christmas prayers, my Christmas hopes and dreams for these players. Now, cut them next after the break on Barbershop Sports Talk. I'm going to tell you who's going to win the college football semifinals. Coming up next after the break on Barbershop Sports Talk. Barbershop Sports Talk, still with you guys. Show's almost coming to a close. I have about uh, two, three minutes left. Here's what I'm going to say. LSU versus Oklahoma. I'm going to pick the upset. Jalen Hurts, Oklahoma, Lincoln Riley, they're going to win a shootout. It's going to go into multiple overtimes. Similarly to how Georgia and uh, Oklahoma went into multiple overtimes a couple years ago, Jalen Hurts is going to come out on top. That's what I have, one versus four. Now, something you guys have all been waiting for, right? Ohio State people, the Buckeyes versus the Clemson Tigers. I think we're going to see a great game, a, a fabulous college football game. I got Clemson winning 28-30. to 30. This is going to be, honestly, the real playoffs. I mean, the real uh, final. And it's a shame both these two teams couldn't be separated. But I think this is going to be the real playoffs. Uh, Final, it's going to be a great game. We're going to be like, wow, so many NFL players on the on the field. It's crazy. But I'm going to have Clemson coming out on top. And the storylines will be great for that. It'll be like the fourth straight year in the postseason that Jalen Hurts just played a dabble Sweeney Clemson team. It'll be crazy. It'll be interesting. Very interesting. Now, here's what I'm going to say. Some things that happened to me in, 2000, in the 2010s. You know what happened in the 2010s? I got my first kiss in the 2010s. Uh, I went to my first party in the 2010s. I had my first drink of beer in the 2010s. All on the later end, for the most part. Some other things. What else did I do? I started my own podcast in the 2010s. I graduated high school in the 2010s. I uh, graduated middle school in the 2010s. I got my first detention in the 2010s as well. <laughs> A lot of first times happened in the 2010s. Uh, what else did I do? I would say I got into a fight with my brother, but that happened prior. That happened like in the 2000s, 2000, 2010, when that was going on. But a lot of first times for everything happened in the 2010s for me. Now, I want to thank everybody for listening to this episode of Barbershop Sports Talk, episode 113. Once again, I want to thank my brother, my man, Scotty Johnson, for coming on the show. Really appreciate Scotty's opinions and expertise, and I always love having him on the show. Coming up next, we will have our next show on Monday. I will talk about the college football semifinal games, how it turned out, NFL, some NBA. As always, and thank you for tuning in to this episode of Barbershop Sports Talk 113. And everybody, I hope you all had a blessed Christmas. But thank you for tuning in to this episode of Barbershop Sports Talk.